Hey, rich girls, Kirby here. And today we are going to get you set up with everything you need to know about emergency funds. By the end of this episode, you will know exactly how much you need to have in your emergency fund, what it should be invested in, where you should hold it, and how long it will take to get yourself fully funded. This is Rich Girl's Guide, where we demystify the world of personal finance to help you create a financially successful and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Kirby Delacano, and I worked in wealth management for over six years before leaving the office to focus on my business and my family. Let's jump right into it. How much should you have in your emergency fund? If you listen to anything finance or money related, you probably already know the pre-canned response three to nine months worth of expenses. That is kind of a big range, and it does not give you any indication as to what expenses should be included in your monthly expense figure. So let's break it down. In the case of a true emergency, think you lose your job and there is zero income coming in, we will want to include expenses that are a need and exclude any expenses that are a want. Needs include rent or mortgage, utilities, groceries, debt payments, such as a car payment that you have to make, vet and doctor's appointments, property taxes, and basic toiletries. No drunk elephant, okay? We're talking run-of-the-mill generic face moisturizer if you absolutely must. Once include things like restaurants and eating out, hair and nail appointments, entertainment, travel and vacation, and any kind of extra shopping that includes makeup, clothes, etc. Now there are going to be expenses that I call gray area expenses. These are things that are technically once but are really difficult to skip payments for only a few months while you are in this emergency period. These include things like gym memberships, streaming subscriptions, newspaper or online subscriptions, Basically anything that is set up to bill you periodically that is not easily skipped for a month or two. I would just go down your list of which subscriptions cannot be skipped or stopped easily. Make sure you actually want to continue that subscription moving forward and include those expenses in your monthly needs. Okay, once you have that monthly needs figure, let's say you come up with $2,500 a month, you are now going to multiply that number by six. So in this case, 2,500 times six equals 15,000, not a tiny number. This figure means in the case of an emergency, let's say you lose your job, you have six months worth of needs covered without having to go to a bank and get a loan, without having to get into credit card debt, without having to ask anyone for help. Having six months worth of your needs available to you means that you, my friend, are setting yourself up for a very financially secure future. Before we move on to investments, let's quickly back into how long it will take to build up your emergency fund. Let's say on the low end, you can afford to sock away $100 a month into emergency savings. That only works out to $1,200 a year. Even if this is put into a high yield savings account earning 5% annually, you are looking at nearly 10 years of saving to reach your $15,000 figure. Even if you double down and sock away $200 a month, you will still only reach that six month figure after five years of saving. What I would do instead is a tag team effort. 
sock away a nominal amount each month that you can feasibly afford, like the 100 bucks a month, and work a side hustle or a part-time job to make up the rest. If you can get a part-time job at Target making $15 an hour, work an additional 15 hours a week, your after-tax take-home pay will be roughly $158 a week. If you sock away all of that part-time job money plus the $100 a month and put that into a high-yield savings account earning 5% annually, you will reach $15,000 in savings in just over a year and a half. While a year and a half might seem like a long time now, in the long run, that is just a blip on your radar. And of course, you can still shorten that period of time even further. Birthday and holiday money from grandma go straight into your savings. Any bonus or overtime pay, straight to savings. Picking up an extra shift or two during months when you have some extra time on your hands, you get the picture. Think about it this way. The quicker you save up with that money, the quicker you are able to have more freedom and more fun. After you've saved up enough, you can quit the part-time job and you can stop the extra $100 going into your emergency savings. Now, some people might be thinking, why would you want to stop that monthly $100 going into your savings? At this point, if you are still getting the 5% annual yield on your savings, your emergency fund will start earning an extra $750, 5% of $15,000, without you having to lift a finger. Unless your expenses change drastically, I would just let your interest continue to build and add to your emergency fund. So it is growing year over year without you having to contribute any extra money. What should you be invested in within your emergency fund? In the case of a true emergency, you need to be able to access this money quickly, anywhere from 24 to 48 hours. This means it will need to be held in something liquid, either cash at a bank, cash in a high yield savings account, or potentially even a mutual fund. Now, some of you may have just side-eyed me when I mentioned mutual funds. The only kind of mutual funds you should be invested in within your mutual fund are cash alternatives, like a money market fund. Pretty much any financial company you are looking at or have money with will have a money market option. Fidelity, Charles Schwab, Vanguard, you name it, they will have one. So if you already have a brokerage account, not a retirement account, because again, we want this cash available to us now, you can invest your emergency fund into a money market mutual fund so that you are earning a bit more than your typical high yield savings account. If you do decide to go this route, just make sure to look at the expense ratio of the specific mutual fund. And as long as it is not too expensive, think 0.5% or less, and the one-year return is more than what you would get in a high-yield savings account online, then there is no red flag there for me. If you would rather hold your emergency fund in cash, I would recommend utilizing a high-yield savings account, which is actually what I use for my personal emergency fund. The online banks tend to have higher rates than your typical brick-and-mortar banks, at least in recent years. And you can typically find different online banks offering sign-up bonuses or even higher rates for a short time frame to attract new customers. I personally use Ally Bank, which has these things called buckets that you can use to separate out your cash into different goals or categories. This way, we can hold all of our short-term savings in the same account, but separate out our money into different objectives. For example, we have a bucket for our kids' savings, a bucket for our emergency fund, a bucket for taxes. 
We have a lot of buckets, okay? <laughs> Having them separated out on the Ally Bank app has been super helpful because previously I had just been using a janky Excel spreadsheet and was manually updating it every time we had to move money around in our savings account and our checking account. Not to mention we were literally making $3 in interest on a monthly basis, even though we had tens of thousands of dollars sitting in that savings account. Now we are making 4.35% annually, which will earn us well over $1,000 in just one calendar year. I actually have a little treat for you today. I have a referral link. If you use my referral link for Ally Bank, you can get up to a $125 bonus from Ally to get you started on your savings journey. Now you do have to open an account with them and deposit $50 into a savings account by March 1st in order to take advantage of this bonus. But think about how much you can grow that account when you get started with $125 in free money. Full transparency, I will get a small kickback if you use my link, but I would not be recommending this company if I did not use them personally and love them myself. If you don't go with Ally, there are plenty of other great options you can use when it comes to high yield savings accounts. Just do some research, crowdsource from family and friends to see what banks they use and love, and make sure you are using a bank with a high annual yield. Where should you hold your emergency fund? Once you've decided on the investment you are most comfortable with, that will help dictate where you should hold your emergency fund. If you decide to go the mutual fund money market route, I would first look at where you hold any brokerage accounts. If, for example, you have a Roth IRA with Vanguard, check out Vanguard's money market options. If there is something that catches your eye, like the Vanguard Treasury Money Market Fund that has a seven day yield of 5.28%, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't open an individual brokerage account and purchase into that money market fund. Just make sure you have your bank account linked so that in the case of an emergency, you are ready to liquidate funds needed and transfer to your bank as quickly as possible. You will also want to double check for any initial minimum requirements. Again, looking at the Vanguard Treasury Money Market Fund, they list that you need to invest a minimum of $3,000 initially. So this may be a barrier to entry for some folks, or at least until you get your emergency fund a little bit beefed up. If you instead decide to go the high yield savings route, I would look at online banks. I mentioned Ally Bank, but some other options are Millie Bank that currently offer a 5.5% annual yield. SoFi Bank is offering 4.6% or Synchrony, which is currently offering 4.75%. There are going to be a ton of options out there, so just check out their ratings, make sure they won't be charging you a monthly maintenance fee or have large minimum deposit requirements and see if any of them are offering sign-up bonuses or higher rates for new customers. I would steer clear of your traditional brick and mortar banks as their savings accounts typically offer really abysmal rates and will charge a higher than normal monthly maintenance fee if you don't follow a strict set of rules that they hide somewhere on their website. When should you use your emergency fund? I keep using the lose your job scenario in this episode because that is one of the easiest examples to use, but there are endless possibilities of what could constitute an emergency. If your car breaks down and you need a car to get to work and you need to pay $5,000 to the mechanic for repairs, that's an emergency. 
If you have a house fire and need to pay for hotel, food, etc., while insurance is getting sorted out, that constitutes an emergency. If you are asked to be a bridesmaid and find out that you're expected to pay $2,000 to help throw a bachelorette weekend in Vegas, that does not constitute an emergency. You can either save up money before the trip, forego something else in your budget, or you can politely decline the invitation. As a side note, credit card debt, something that is built up over time, primarily due to bad money habits, is typically not an emergency. If you are chronically outspending your income, living above your means, you should not be using your emergency fund to bail you out. Check out my credit card episode if you are unsure whether or not you are using credit cards correctly. While having an emergency fund is important for obviously emergencies, I also strongly believe that the habits surrounding an emergency fund, setting aside money every month, working a little extra to put more money aside, and not touching the bucket, even if you really wanna go to that bachelorette trip, can help instill good money habits in your everyday life. If you have any pain points or recent wins, please let me know. I will catch up with you on Thursday for another YouTube video, and I'll be back on Monday with another full-length episode. Later, rich girls.